Welcome to the Nova Church's podcast. We are a vibrant, dynamic, multicultural church in Alexandria, Virginia. Join us at 11 a.m. on Sundays. For more information, go to www.thenovachurch.com. We're excited to share this week's message with you. God bless. say amen. Amen. Would you clap your hands under the Lord right now? Amen. Amen. Thankful for every time that he's moved. I don't know about you, but I'm thankful for the goodness of God. Amen. If you've got your Bibles, turn to Ephesians chapter 5. We are dismissing Sunday school and nursery. We have that next door. Please take advantage of that for all of our little ones. Go to nursery and Sunday school. I'm very excited next week. Hopefully we'll have the flooring done in the nursery. It'll be this room up here when you come on in. And uh, Sunday school, we'll continue to work in cleaning that class out. And uh, Sunday school will be back. And then youth will eventually be in this room. There'll be a wall built straight here. And we'll be joining back in our youth. And I know they have a lot of fun stuff. Playstations and games and wire walls. I don't know. It's a lot of fun. God bless. Okay. Ephesians chapter 5. Very, very thankful again. Excited. And thank you again for your patience as we are working through a lot of our good testing here with our audio and visual, and God is good. And thank you to our online campus. Amen? Amen. Ephesians chapter 5, I want to preach to you, therefore, starting out of verse 1 in the English Standard Version, it says, Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children, and walk in love as Christ loved us, and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. If you skip down to verse 8 of Ephesians chapter 5, it says, For at one time you were darkness, but now you are the light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of light is found in all. Everybody say all. All. In all that is good and right and true. In verse 10, try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. Take no part. In the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. For it is shameful even to speak of the things that they do in secret. But when anything is exposed by the light, it becomes visible. For anything that becomes visible is light. I want to preach to you today on this subject when courage counts. When courage counts. Uh, Turn around and Tell somebody that you came with or you near says, when courage counts. When courage counts. And tell somebody else, when courage counts. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you for our online. All right. In the 2021 year that it is, it is the beginning of the year. And you still have 48 Sundays to go in 2021. So I submit to you a question this morning that you may ask of yourself and of the Lord. Is there anything that the Lord would like of me in this new year? See, last year, there was a series of major transitions in every person's life. From what was to what is. From how it used to be. And I'm not even talking about the good old days, if you will. 
I'm not talking about the good old days of yesteryears, but I'm talking about yesterweeks and even yesterdays. But everybody is in a process and part of a transition. And part of that is, is you've got to leave yesterday behind. And some of the part of moving through a successful transition is you've got to let go of the past. You've got to stop looking back. You've got to stop looking at the glory days. You've got to stop being like Napoleon Dynamite and Uncle Rico, right? You're looking back in the good old days. No, no. The, the reality of it is, is sometimes the only way to move forward is you've got to look forward. And some people can never go for it because they're always stuck in looking in the past. And not only have there been major transitions everywhere, but consider with me for a moment that our country just demonstrated the transition of administrations. We just transitioned into a new calendar year. And in your life or in your job, perhaps in your walk with God, in your home or in your family, there has probably, you could pinpoint over the last 14 months, a transition of something of how it used to be, but no longer was. Now, the interesting thing of that is, is as we consider as a church body this morning, I can pinpoint 10 months ago that whenever I say when COVID started, for me, it was March 14th, because that was the first Sunday where we really were kicked out. And the school said, you can no longer worship and meet here. And then there was this moment of, for almost 41 Sundays, being sent and looking for a location to gather, a transition of where can we gather and worship in, 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 as a body of Christ. And we are in a season of transition. And the essential ingredient to succeed in a season of transition is courage. And if you're taking notes, you should write that down. The essential ingredient to succeed in your season of transition is courage. See, when courage is missing, the journey halts. When courage is missing, complacency becomes the option. When courage is missing, you become bound to the past and to yesterday and yesteryears. When courage is missing, apathy is often adopted and it becomes a way of life. When courage is gone, people feel defeated. They allow hopelessness or depression or bondage to reign. But when we have courage, you can take a stand regardless of the odds. When you have courage, everybody else may be against you, but you believe that God is going Going to move when we have courage you can face the unknown and trust that God is already there somebody say amen courage doesn't guarantee your victory but it does guarantee that God's got a chance consider with me a moment that courage is vital and throughout the Word of God you may not even understand the characteristic that is evident and in place but it's there somebody say amen and therefore Look at the Word of God and see a parallel that as transitions are evident in the Word of God and transitions are there, you find that courage is there as well. Before there was a battle, before there was a victory, you find courage. You find courage over and over and over again. In fact, it's a word of in encouragement often that can even be the difference maker of how people proceed or how people don't. Have you ever wondered with me for a moment of why people sometimes seemingly have victory and seemingly other times they don't? You ever wonder why sometimes somebody may be going and, and they are stuck in a process? You ever met somebody that's stuck in a cycle? Can I get a witness somebody? 
our online campus, if you could uh, say amen with me. But the reality of it is, is there's times in life that people never get victory. They're stuck. And sometimes, I'm sure that you could think with me for a moment, that sometimes people are stuck for weeks or months or years, or perhaps they never get over it. Hurt by something, bitter by something, offended by somebody. I'm about to break it down like it's hot. Can I be real for a moment as your pastor? Have you ever met somebody that's been divorced 10 years and they're still bitter at their ex? Ex has already moved on, already been married again. And yet there you go talk to that person. They're still living a, a hurt and pain of years and years ago in the past. Why is it such that they can't move on? Why is it that they can't? transition forward you ever find somebody that they got hurt in the church they are bitter at somebody and they're upset over something so small so little and you say say it out loud with me you're telling me you're not going to church because somebody sat in your seat and you ain't been to church in five years since real talk can I get a witness somebody right uh, uh, you're telling me because somebody didn't shake your hand that you can't go to church now and God's bad and God's done something wrong because somebody maybe even just unintentionally didn't smile at you. These are the things in which are, may seem little but are so real to so many. You can laugh at it as I give the examples. But the reality of it is, is there's things in our life of people that can't successfully transition into what God has called them or what God has done. And why is it that sometimes people uh, just go right through stuff? They're, they're a champ and they, they fight something, even things that are major, even things that seem like, I don't know if I could do that. I don't know if my faith could stand it. I don't know how I would handle that. Sometimes I hear of the stories of somebody when they they lose a child, a baby, uh, when they tragically lost somebody and how they drive through that. And yet you find them that on a Sunday morning, they're sitting there with tears rolling down their faith in, face and their hands raised. And they're saying, God is good. And he moves mountains. And you say, I don't know if that would be my praise. And I don't know if that's my prayer. But there they are. And you sit there and you say, what's the difference between that guy and the other people? I often find that it is how they handle the transition and if they have courage to walk through. Can I preach to you this morning? See, and it starts with a word of encouragement. And throughout the Bible, you find over and over and over how people get over the past and move forward and how they continue on. And we see that there's all these different stories. And if you look, you can say that is the ingredient of courage in their season. For if you will allow me to give you some examples this morning, the one that I lean to is often Moses. Moses is in this situation, and there is a the transition here. But before there is a battle, and before there was a victory, there was a word of encouragement. Deuteronomy chapter 31 and verse 2, Moses starts out the pep talk to Joshua like this. Now, if you're a pep talk or a motivator, this is not the playbook, right? It's like, I've got bad news for you. I don't know if anybody knows this, but I often start these conversations. I've got good news and bad news. Can I get a witness? Anybody else did that too? Husbands, that's a great way to start, right? 
You often go in and, and you ease into the relationship if you're like, I got bad news, okay? And then sometimes you'll find good news. You'll make up good news. And they'll be like, that wasn't good news. Like, I know, I just had to come up with something, right? Give you a little bit of hope. Anybody else? Can I get a witness? No, okay. Teenagers, you would learn this is a good way, right? Yeah, I got bad news, I got good news. No, Moses drops into Joshua and he's like, yo, I got bad news. Big guy says, I'm not going to the promised land with you. I know, I've been telling you for 40 years I'm going to the promised land. The Lord told me I'm not going. And that's what he says in Deuteronomy 31 and 2. He starts out the conversation with, uh, I'm not going to the promised land, good luck. You're on your own from here. And Joshua's like, wait a second, for years, for decades, I've seen, I've heard, I've been a part of the plan. You're leading us into the promised land, and now you're bailing out on us. You're leaving. And he says, and oh, by the way, Joshua, you're going to lead this transition. You're going to go forward. Watch what it says in Deuteronomy 31 and 5. He says, and the Lord will give them over to you. This is the good news. He says, and you shall do to them according to the whole commandment that I have commanded you. Be strong and courageous. Do not fear or be in dread of them, for it is the Lord your God who goes with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. Then Moses summoned Joshua in the sight of all, and he repeats the commandment. Not only just to Joshua, but so the nation of Israel hears this. He drops it and he says, be strong and courageous, for you shall go with this people in the Lord. And he has sworn this land to your fathers to give them, and shall put them in possession. It is the Lord who goes before you. He will be with you. He will not leave you or forsake you do not fear or do not be this do not be dismayed now catch this this guy Joshua he is a military commander he has fought his battles he is a general this guy has killed and he is a warrior right in my mind I think Russell Crowe gladiator can I get a witness right that's why I think Joshua right you know uh, you know he, he's ripped He's like got the shield, like he doesn't even have full armor. He's got like, a, not even a helmet, right? He's got like maybe something here. And he's like, you know, he's going into battle. That's who I think Joshua is, right? And I think this powerful, strong commander in which he's, he's this guy who's going to face this transition. And he gets the promise of God. And, and guess what the promise comes with? Don't be fearful. Be strong. Be courageous. Don't be dismayed what an amazing thing of a guy that's seen war over and over and over and not just seen it he's not like like me like I can imagine you know uh, I'm just gonna be real right when the bullets are flying like I mean like I'm hiding somewhere right like I'm in a I'm in a foxhole right just tap me when it's over right that would be me I just I'm real okay you do not want me in that situation but we find Joshua. He has been told, be strong, courageous. Two times. Now, what does that word dismayed mean? In the Hebrew, it actually means hatat, which means don't panic. Don't shatter. Interesting that that's the commandment that you give a man who's seen everything, who's been in the battle, who's been in good or bad. I'm here today to tell you that we've got to understand the keys to your victory and transition. And you ought to write these down because some point you're going to be in a transition in your life, whether it's with your family, whether it's with your job, whether it's in life itself. In transition, you can lean on Joshua. And what did he say? Be strong 
and be courageous. He said, possess the promises of God. And then watch the declarations that he says. He will be with me. He will not leave me. He will not forsake me. And I will not fear. I will not be dismayed. I will not panic. And I will not shatter. Now, here's what you can apply to your life. And let me preach on it. I don't know what you're facing today. And I don't know what you're going through today. And it may terrify you because you may not know all the details. But what you can do and what you can know is that he will never leave you. And he will never forsake you. And he won't let you down. If he promised it to you, you can beg on it that he's going to be with you every step of the way someone shout amen someone on our online campus say amen that's the reality today is that you may not know the notes you may be surrounded by unknowns but you can't hide from your situation and when you can't hide and you can't run and here you are I've got word for you today that he's not going to abandon you when the times get tough in the midnight hour, in your deepest valley, in your darkest trial, he will still be there. And that is why we find, he says the words, be strong, be courageous, don't fear, don't shatter, don't be dismayed. For then, in your Bibles, if you turn with me this morning and online, and sorry we don't have it on the screen as we're working on that. We'll have that in a couple weeks for you as we're building a new thing. Joshua chapter 1. Hope you have this at home as well. Joshua chapter 1. You find that now it starts with this. Joshua is taking over. So when Moses died, we find that in Joshua chapter 1, starting in verse 3, the Lord drops a word. He says, every place that the sole of your foot will tread... I'll give to you just as I promised Moses. No man shall be able to stand before you. Now, I love this. The Lord doesn't drop bad news, good news. He goes like good news, better news, best news, right? You're like, this sounds good. You're kind of like waiting for it. Like, okay, there's got to be something coming here. Nope, okay. He says, no man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Just as I was with Moses, so I'll be with you. I will not leave you or forsake you. This is the Lord. Now remember, remember what I just told you a moment ago in Deuteronomy was from Moses. The Lord spoke to Moses and Moses was repeating the prophetic. See, Joshua knew battles, but he didn't always know the prophetic. And I'm not talking about the false Facebook prophets. Yes, I just went there. Can I get a witness? Anybody else seen the feed lately? Right? Saying all this stuff in the last week. And I've held my tongue against it. But I'm like, you know what? Too many times, you know how you know if a prophet says something? If it comes to pass. If not, they're a false prophet. I'm just going to call it as it is. So there's too many people that will say, oh, this is what's going to happen. And then it doesn't come to pass. And we find that Moses speaks this to Joshua in Deuteronomy 31. But catch this. Now there is no Moses. And the Lord is repeating the exact same promise directly to Joshua. And he says, I will be with you. I will not leave you. I will not forsake you. And Joshua hasn't even responded yet in the conversation. Catch this. Joshua isn't like, but Lord. Remember, when, when the Lord called Moses, 
Moses is like, but God, I can't speak. I stutter. God, I'm not the right guy. You should pick somebody else. God, uh, who am I that they would believe me? Remember, Moses has like a chapter in Exodus 3 and 4 of, of like a rebuttal against the Lord. There isn't a response yet by Joshua. This is still the Lord speaking. And catch this. He even then therefore goes into says, now watch this. Uh, he, he's giving him a word. And not only does he give him the promises, he then goes and gives him the answers well before he even knows it. Aren't you? glad today that sometimes the Lord gives us a word before we even know what we need. He already knows our situation. He already knows our heart. He already knows our mind. He already knows our fears and what we're facing. And he says, not only do I know, I'm going to answer before you even need to ask it. And he says, he speaks this often, this, this word to him in this still small voice. Can I just say to you today, sometimes God's speaking to you, but we aren't listening. Because we're so surrounded by the noise of what's in the car and what's on the podcast and what's on the YouTube and what's on our TV. that Often we miss the silence because it's in the silence that we hear the still small voice. Kind of like the ring in this place, the hum. It's when you listen to God and you begin to hear is when you can begin to hear God speaks to you. And that random thought go here, go there, do this, do that, meet this person, say hi. I can't tell you how many times that I feel the people of God miss out on the voice of God, not because God's not speaking. Somebody said to me uh, uh, recently, said, you know, God doesn't really speak to them. I said, that's a lie. You're just not listening. So how do you listen to the voice of God? Because that still small voice is what he will speak to us in. That thought that comes out of the middle of nowhere that will speak to you and say, hey, this is what you've got to do. That is the leading of the Holy Ghost that will lead you and guide you. But because we don't listen, sometimes we miss this. But here we find Joshua is getting a word and he's listening and then God speaks to him. And watch the theme that he repeats in verse 6, 7, and 9. He says, be strong and courageous in verse 6. In verse 7, he says, only be strong and very courageous in verse 9. He says, have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. The children of Israel and Joshua encountered a transition. And as they were about to go into a new experience in Joshua chapter 3, 3 and 5, the Bible says, and when they see the Ark of the Covenant... Of the Lord your God, the priest and the Levites bring it. He said, remove and go after. Go after your promise. Go after your victory. Can I just say that today? Is sometimes we've got to go after the promises of God. We've got to be aggressive and saying, if God promised me, I have every right to declare, God, you said this in your word. God, give this to me in my life. There is nothing wrong with being bold about the promises of God. In fact, I think sometimes God is saying, you're, I've given it to you, but you're not going after it. I've given it to you, but you're not seizing it. I'm trying to take you somewhere, but you're being passive about it when God wants us to go after it. And so he goes, and as they move into this transition in Joshua chapter 3, catch this. He says in verse 5, he said, don't come near the covenant, the ark of the covenant. He says, but you may know the way by which you must go, for you have not passed this way hereto. So Joshua says, sanctify yourselves for tomorrow. The Lord will do wonders among you. Here's what I know. Transitions can be difficult. But transitions are necessary if we are to be all that God has called us to be. Turn to someone says, God's called you to be something. And it's your promised land. 
See, at this point in their history, God begins to transition the people from a nomadic culture and a slavery complex to a nation of conquering warriors where they were in wandering and bondage for years and centuries. It had been in their DNA, and that's all they had ever known for generations. He said, however, you can't act like a wanderer, and you can't have a poverty mentality, and you can't do that and think like slaves and function like conquerors at the same time. Can I say this right now? That's the problem of sometimes the people in the, of God, people in the church, is we often think of people that were in bondage. And instead of having the right perspective of what God wants to do for us and to us and through us, we often think, oh, that's for somebody else, pastor. That's for brother so-and-so. Oh, I know that God said this so clearly that ask and you shall receive, seek and you shall find, knock and it shall be. I mean, that, that's not for me. That's got to be for the pastor. That's got to be for the missionary. Oh, the miracles of someone's eyes being opened or, or the, the deaf hearing. I, I know that that can't happen in the American church. That only happens overseas. What happens is, is we adopt a mentality that thinks that we're insignificant or less or that's just for somebody else. Rather than understanding the rights and the rituals of what God has promised his children. See, I'm all up in your business today, but I'm preaching that if I could get you to think like this, they couldn't act and think like that anymore. And God had to transition their mentality. And watch this. This is sometimes where God has to have a transition is because you'll still fight battles in a transition. But watch this. They had to change from where battles are more strategic and therefore the results are more significant, influential, and eternal. When they went into the promised land, that didn't mean they weren't going to have to fight. It didn't mean that they're on a vacation. They're going to the resort of all-you-can-eat cruise. They're not going on that. No! He said, wait, wait, wait. The difference is you're still going to have to fight. But now the battles are different. They're strategic. They're significant. And too often we think that what God gives us a promise it should result in relaxation. God doesn't give us a vacation so that we can know him more, right? He's not saying, hey, I'm giving you this so you can just live it easy, right? Your whole dream of some of you think I've made it with God is the promise of God is to be on an island in Fiji um, drinking your Arnold Palmer sweet tea and lemonade and living by the beach, and that is the will of God. Now, when it's cold outside, I will tell you, I think that's the will of God in my life. Can I get a witness this morning? When I walked to my car this morning, I said, Lord, I don't know why I live in a cold place. Can you call me to like Hawaii, right? That, there's people that need God in Hawaii. Can I get a witness, right? Let's all move to Hawaii together. That's got to be the will of God, right? No, okay. I thought I'd just try. Here's what I know, though. In 2021, we ascribe to the words of Paul in Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 1. He says, therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children. A child operates differently than a stranger. Children go and note that they can ask for stuff. My kids ask for stuff all the too much. Dad, can I have this? Dad, can I have that? Dad, can I have this? I'm like, no, 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 no. I say, I, I, I haven't done this yet. I'll report back to you. I can't wait. Is one day I'm going to track how many times I tell my kids no, stop, or don't in one day. It's got to be, as, as having a three-year-old and a six-year-old, it's got to be like more than fingers and toes. I don't know. But sometimes a child is not afraid to ask. 
And too often we are afraid to ask and to say, God, you said this in your word. Give it to me. We don't have a child mentality. We have a stranger mentality. And he says, walk in love as Christ loved us so much so he gave himself up for us. I would encourage us to adopt a mentality in this season of a new year of 2021. And as I close, this is the reality of where I say, is that when he goes on in verse 10, try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. Can I pause for a second and ask you, what areas of your life are you pleasing unto God? Is there any area in which you could say, you know what, Lord, I could probably please you better in this area? Can Pastor be honest this morning? I spent so much time doing the work of God on this building, hours and hours. I think last weekend in a 48-hour time span, I was up here for 24 hours. My repentance have, has been, God, forgive me that I haven't spent as enough time in your word as I have on your work. Can I be honest? It happens to all of us. It happens to all of us as, God, I haven't spent as much time in prayer as I should have because I'm painting and working. So I'm up here saying, God, you know, and spending time with the Lord. Sometimes I, there's been times I've been up here at 5 in the morning painting this stupid wall, fixing stuff. I don't even know how to fix it. times I'm messing more stuff up. You thank God for Brother Humphreys, right? And uh, all these people are fixing stuff that I messed up. But the reality of it is, is it happens to everybody that you can become a Martha instead of a Mary, where you can fall away and say, God, am I really pleasing you the way I should? Even doing good things doesn't make it right when you neglect the right thing. And this is what I know today. It says, take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. It's shameful even to speak of the things they do in secret. But when anything is exposed by light, it becomes visible. That is what I ask you today is to take a moment in every home, in every stream, in every Zoom, on our online campuses, here in person, around the world, I tell you this, is that I would encourage you to take a moment and understand, is, am I doing right in every area? Because watch this, and I don't have time to continue with the examples, but I think you get the point of courage and transition. See, faith is in God, but courage depends on us. Faith is crossing the Red Sea, but courage is stand still and see the salvation of the Lord and not hightailing it out of there when the enemy is. See, faith is defeating the giant Goliath, but courage is walking on the battlefield. If David never says, I'll stand and fight, I'll walk down there, even when that person's trying to intimidate me or manipulate me or use me, courage is standing and saying, God, I, I believe it. Faith is deliverance from the lion's den, but courage is, I pray, regardless of what the law is, I will pray unto you. Faith is God will feed the 5,000. Courage is I will give my five loaves and two fish and trust and believe that God's going to move. That is when courage counts. Courage counts is when it depends on us. Faith is God's going to do it if we stand, if we move forward, if we go after it, if we seek for what God is going to do. When does courage count? When we have to take a stand, when we have to shine the light, when we have to discern what is pleasing to the Lord, when we take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, when we face transitions 
when we leave yesterday behind, fight the battle, when we fight temptation, when we fight the enemies, when we seize the promise, that's when courage counts. I will tell this again, but let me close with this story. Six months ago, six months before COVID, in June of 2019, when we left the ministry center, we started looking for a building. Some of y'all know that, some of y'all don't know that. Because I said, we need to find a place where we can have church throughout the week, where we can have first Friday prayer, where our can meet, where we can have things through the week and have classes and Bible studies and we can meet and gather. So we started looking for a building. Nine months after that, things were halted. On March, I'll never forget, I was preaching the Pennsylvania Youth Convention. I just got done preaching Friday morning and got an email, y'all can't have church on Sunday. I go back to my hotel room and I worked for six hours, instantly had a conversation and a Zoom with our entire staff. What are we gonna do? How are we gonna do this? We rented, a, we went to the Nash's house the very first Sunday, looked like I was telling ghost stories. If you go back and look at the Zoom, right? The lighting was all off. It looked like I was shadow telling. It was a hot mess, right? We fixed it. And then we got even better. We rented a studio and then we built the studio. And the whole time, we have a realtor searching for places. And from March to October, it was knock on the door, door closed. Knock on this door, door closed. I can't tell you how many places I called or our realtor called. Our realtor would send me 20, 20 places. All of them would say no. Three quarters of them wouldn't even rent to a church. Said we don't want a church in our building. I found 100,000 square feet in Lorton for half the price of this building. It's only about 4,000 square feet. Half the prices, we've got a double space. 100,000 square feet empty. Said we, won't, we don't want a church in our building. Even though it's unused, unrented, whole industrial complex, we don't want church here. They got two other locations. Said, hey, what about these other locations? Don't want a church there either. The few times, I think maybe two or three times that we did find a place that would rent, the rent was fifteen to 20000 a month. I can't afford that. I know some of y'all can afford that. Y'all got money. Pastor can. This church can. I was like, mm, Lord, you're going to have to do a miracle. I'm like, God, I, I don't know how big of a mountain that is, but that's a really big mountain. I need, some, I need some down front deposit on that mountain before we climb that mug, right? The Bible says count the cost. And so here's what I know, is that in that essence, looking, 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 searching, searching, searching. And at some point through the last month from June of 2019, by June of 2020, I was so discouraged. I was like, Lord, I don't know what's going to happen. Kept calling the school. Hey, can we get back to rent? Can we get back to having church? What's it look like? They said, it'll be, be June. Then it'll be September. Then it was the end of the year. Then all of a sudden it was, hey, we'll do fall of 2021. Man, we ain't going to ever get back to worship. Thought about having outdoor service. They wouldn't give a permit to a park. Tried to find a parking lot. That wouldn't work. Nobody said, we're going to let you have a church in our parking lot. What do you do as you're a nomadic people wandering around like the children of Israel? got so discouraged, I started reading the book of Job. I preached on the book of Job. I, I did a, a, a six-week series on the book of Job. 
Pastor read the book of Job so many times, I'm like, Job, I relate, buddy. I'd be sitting in Panera drinking coffee like, nobody knows my sorrows. Say on, Job. I got notes all through here. I feel this way. Circle this right here, right me, right now. I'm just like, and if I could be transparent, the prayers have been at sometimes bold and other times sad and aggressive to the Lord. God, remember us, your people, trying to do something here. I know you own a cattle a thousand hills. You shall supply every need. I got a need. It's not even for me. It's for your people. Can I get a witness, somebody? And yet, step after step after step. And I didn't feel like taking another step. I feel like quitting. And to be honest, some of the prayers was even, God, I don't, are you trying to tell me I need to go somewhere else? Maybe I need to go overseas. Maybe I need to go, maybe, maybe this is time to go pastor somewhere. Where, what do you want, Lord? Is this a me problem? Is this, have I done something? Just tell me and I'll do it. Just taking step after step. And in October, I'll never forget this. This building came available after we rejected four times that week. And this building came available. And we submitted an offer on the building. This building. And youth convention was Friday night. Couldn't have youth convention, so we have it at the Williams house, in their living room, with all 15 of our young people crammed in there like a bunch of sardines, right? We're crammed in there watching the youth convention online. My youth convention is youth present. Here I am. Supposed to be having this great 400, 500 people youth convention. Here I am watching youth convention, watching me do a promo on a TV. <laughs> Lord, why? And they came back that day and said, we're declining your offer. Friday night I go to youth convention thinking, Lord, this is going to last forever. And I had to drop young people off. I was driving the church van. And I dropped somebody off right around the corner. So I happened to drive by the building. I pulled in and I start praying over this building. I can't tell you how many times I came in the night and prayed over this building. It's God, I don't know. I think this has got to be able to help me, God. And I felt the Lord speak to me that night of youth convention and told me, drive around the building seven times. So I drove around this whole building. It took me 40 minutes to drive around the building. And the whole time I'm praying in tongues, I'm praying over it. And the first lap, I didn't feel anything. I'm like this, is this just another, God, what are you teaching me? Is this an act of faith? And I drive around the second time, third time, by the fifth time, I'm praying in tongues and I feel the Holy Ghost in my car. It's, it's 1230 at night, I'm praying. Tears are sobbing now. By the time I got out in front of these doors, I just start sobbing and praying, God. I declare if you've given this as your promise, God, I'm going to pray and trust in you. However dumb it may feel right now, I'm going to trust that you're going to work this out. And it was courage to take the step. It's courage in transition that when courage counts, is will you do what you can do and trust that God will do what he does. Because too often he's waiting on us instead of us waiting on him. And it was that next week we got a call and says, we'll negotiate. We met that week, and then about a week later, they said, okay, we'll accept your offer. 
And I brought the church here three times before that, saying, hey, remember when I'd say, hey, come check out the new building? This was a daycare and rooms forever. Let me tell you something. After they accepted, I'll never forget, I signed the paper in Panera. The, the realtor and the other guy walked away, and I'm sitting in Panera doing my devotion, reading my Bible, and all of a sudden I just felt this overwhelming peace of God saying I did provide. It may not have been when I wanted to. It may not have been how I wanted it done, but God always provides. If I wonder if right now where you are, if you could just stand, and, or if you could stand, if you feel comfortable standing, if you will feel sick, I want you just to raise your hands. And I don't know whatever you're facing this morning. I don't know what you're facing online. But the one thing I do know is that courage counts. And I wonder if you would just begin to say, God, I trust in you. If you need something from God, I'm here today to tell you, he's a miracle answering God. If you need God to heal your body, he can heal your body. If you need him to touch your finances, God can touch your finances. If you need a situation resolved, I'm here today to tell you that God can do a miracle. He will make a way where there is no way. He will give it to you when you begin to trust in him and praise him. I'm here today to tell you that God can begin to make a move. He'll begin to move on your behalf. I'm here today to tell you that no matter what you're facing, no matter what you're going through, God begins to move. God can begin to touch. God can begin to help you. I'm here today to tell you that we serve of a miracle working God that no matter how it is, if you're on the on the verge of, of your marriage falling apart, if you're on the verge of feeling like I'm depressed, I feel like giving up, I feel hopeless, I don't know what else to do, I'm here to tell you that he'll make a way if you begin to trust in him, worship him and praise him and begin to say, God, I'm going to have courage to trust in you. I'm going to have the courage to pray the prayer. I'm going to have courage and trust that the faith is going to work out. God, you're going to do what you'll say to do, but God, I'm going to have courage to walk on the back. Battlefield. I'm going to have courage, God, to pray the prayer. I'm going to have courage to give the five loaves and two fish. I'm going to have courage, God, to take the step and come before. I'm going to have the courage like the lady with the issue of blood that says, if I can just get to the hem of his garment and touch the hem of his garment, he will be healed. I'm here today to tell you that no matter what you face, no matter what you're focused, no matter what you're doing, God is a God that can touch you. I wonder if right now you close your eyes and begin to worship him and just say, God, you're going to make a way. You're going to make a way. You're going to make a way. I don't know how, but I'm going to stand here and trust, know that God's going to make a way. Hallelujah. Let that be so right now. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Just tell him that right now. Jesus, I love you. When my back's against the wall, when I don't know what to do, when I don't know how to face, he's going to make a way. He's going to make a way. Hallelujah. Jesus, we thank you today. Almighty God, Lord, touch us today. God, I pray right now that you would begin to move in our hearts and our minds. In the name of Jesus. Almighty God, I thank you today. Hallelujah, Jesus. That's it right now. Just submit to him. Just relinquish, say, God, not my will, but thy will be done on earth. God, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Not my will, but thy will be done, God. Not my will, God, but your will, God. Oh, in the name of Jesus, I thank you today. I declare, God, that you're going to give me victory in this transition. You're going to give me victory, God, in this season. You're going to, God, walk me through. Be strong and courageous. Do not fear. Do not be dismayed, for he will never leave you nor forsake you. Hallelujah. God, I thank you today. 
Oh, oh yes, God, yes, God. Made a way. Hallelujah, God, I thank you today. Oh, yes, God, I thank you today. Lord, I declare it in the name of Jesus right now that you would begin to move in our behalf. Oh, yes, Jesus, God. I don't know, God, how, but I trust that you will. God, I know you're going to make a way. Hallelujah. Would you praise him right now and just thank him in advance? God, for with men it is impossible, but with God all things are possible. God, I declare that what you're facing and what you're going is going to help us today. God, I declare right now that you're going to deliver, you're going to set free. Yes, God. Almighty God, in the name of Jesus, I take authority right over every doubt, over every enemy, over everything that may come against. I bind it. I bind every hindrance. I bind every obstacle. I bind every ounce of unbelief. I loosen your word right now. I loosen the Holy Ghost right now. I loosen faith and authority right now. In the name of Jesus, God. I speak peace right now. Oh, yes, God. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah, God. Oh, yes, God. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, God. Yes, Jesus. Can you let that be your prayer one more time? Oh, yes, God. Oh, Jesus, I trust in you. God, if there's something that's not pleasing, let us know. Speak to our heart. Speak to our mind. If there's stuff we're watching that's hindering us, God, speak it to us. If there's stuff we're listening to, speak it to us right now. If there's friendships or things and people in our life, God, speak it to us that we got to get rid of it right now. Oh, yes, God. Yes, God. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Yes, God. Hallelujah. I feel the Lord is moving right now. God is giving somebody hope, peace. That thing that you've been fighting with, that fear that you've been letting rule you. We declare, God, that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, oh God. Hallelujah. Are you thankful for what God's going to do in your life? Amen. Would you give him a hand clap of praise? Say, Lord, I thank you for what you're going to do. Amen. 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 I want us to pray right now that God's going to move one more time and for all of us online, I want us to pray. If you bow your heads in our dismissal prayer, Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus, Father, that you would help us today. 
to have a desire and a passion to please you, to follow, to seek after you, to seize the promises. God, in the name of Jesus right now, I declare your power. I declare, God, that you will continue to move in our hearts and in our minds. And God, you would give us a fresh courage, God, that we would trust in you this morning. And Lord, I pray right now that you would begin to move in us, God. Speak to us, God, in that still, small voice. We thank you today. We love you and we declare it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you so much again for joining us online. Thank you for joining us here. Please remember to follow uh, and be safe, to distance. Wave at somebody. Turn around and wave at somebody right now. Tell them you love them. Give them a wave and say, it's great to see you. See you next week. Special uh, things happening next Sunday. You're going to love that. God bless. Have a great Sunday. In Jesus' name, amen.